This is the gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And along the way, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they said, John the Baptist and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. And then Jesus said, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And then Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo suffering and be rejected by the chief priests and the elders and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all of this quite openly. So Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But Jesus, turning and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You're setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. And then calling together the crowds with his disciples, Jesus said, If any want to become my disciples, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Because those who want to save their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, they will save it. And what will it profit them to gain the whole world and yet to forfeit their life? Or what will they give in exchange for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this sinful and adulterous generation, of them, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And Jesus said, Really, I'm telling you, there are some standing here today who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God has come with power. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I want you to think back and remember the first time you experienced violence. Or maybe the most significant time. Violence. I'm not talking about a, a violent storm, but about violence done by humans 
to other humans. When was that? Where was it? And who was involved? What was it like for you? And what was the weapon? Was there any beyond the person, their body, their words? Maybe you can remember violence done by your own self or violence done in your name by friends or family member or police, the military. I mean, of all these experiences of of violence, which ones are the, which is the good violence? And which is the bad? What's the, which is the violence that paves the way to good things, to the kingdom of God? Which violence is God's kind of violence? I mean, you might be surprised to know that Jesus was not the only so-called Messiah. I mean, not just, not just in the world, but in his own time and place. I mean, within two generations, before and after, there were many who came and claimed to be the Messiah, who similarly worked around Israel, who even went to the temple. And of course, these are, this is, in addition to this, there is the emperor. The emperor of Rome who claimed to be God, a God, son of God was his title. All of these folks representing God, speaking in God's name. Their message can kind of be summed up. The way to follow the way to goodness, to good things, what God wants is for all of you to take up your sword. In the gospel, that, those climactic scenes of Jesus' passion, Pilate comes out to the crowd and says, who do you want me to release to you? You want this... Jesus or Barabbas? Barabbas maybe didn't claim to be a Messiah, but he certainly had a message that was, take up your sword. He was an insurrectionist, not just a thief. He sought to overthrow the corrupt and violent Roman Empire by use of violence. When Jesus comes into the temple in the Gospel of Mark, he chases all these animals and people out and says, this is meant to be a house of prayer and you've turned it into a den of robbers, insurrectionists, people like 
Barabbas, those other folks who claimed to be Messiahs, who made the temple, the very house of God, to be the symbolic heart of violence. Take up your sword. Of course, Jesus says, take up your cross. In other words, there is no good violence. There's violence and then there's goodness. There's the way of the sword and then there is the way of the cross. Maybe that context help makes more sense of why Peter would rebuke Jesus. I mean, maybe we certainly can imagine Peter's fear of grief. You know, his fear of losing Jesus, this person whom he loves, whom he's learned so much from. But let's not discount the other side of human emotion, which is the fear of being weak, the fear of being ineffective, the the fear of being a weak and ineffective follower of a weak and ineffective leader. Peter rebukes him. Maybe very reasonably, very calmly, you must have something wrong here, Jesus. I mean, really? It's a warning to us, this invitation to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus is a warning against all of those so-called saviors and protectors who ask us to fight, who promise us that they will fight for us. And a warning against all those cravings within ourselves for control and security and esteem that give rise to those impulses to fight. Many of you know about my earliest experiences of violence. Violence lived in my household when I was a child. And being that up close and personal with violence for so long, it helped me in a way to understand the, the violence that's up close and personal in my own heart. Not long ago, I was standing right next to my sister, or my daughter, Susanna, she's eight, almost nine. I just keep marveling how fast she grows up, what a big kid she is. But we had this moment where she looked up at me and I looked down at her and I realized how small she really is and how big I am. 
and how I don't have to throw around very much weight at all to make myself into a threat or to give rise within her to fear. And just because I'm a parent does not make my force or my violence good. Here we are in Lent. How do we surrender our smallest self? That self preoccupied with control and security and esteem. How do we surrender ourselves? Deny that small self for the sake of the big self that God has created us to be, that Jesus leads us to discover. Take up the cross instead of the sword and follow. Follow love. That's the choice, violence or love. Do not forget that the kingdom of God is coming. Alongside of those glimpses of violence, we've also gotten glimpses of the kingdom. God's kingdom, which is a kingdom of love without violence. A kingdom that's coming that does not require us to do violence, but only to love. Even though many times we feel weak and ineffective, even shamefully weak, shamefully ineffective, when all we carry is love. That's all that Jesus carries, is love for us. And on that promise, that Jesus never takes up a sword, but carries only a cross of love, Let's pin all of our hopes on that, on him, on love, and not what we can or can't do. Thanks be to God.